Good morning, Michael. It's interesting because I think, so you've heard all the stuff I start every episode with. There it is. Uh, we're all caught up, this is the commute. The hardest part every morning is just getting out there and pushing play. And the mental, uh, oh boy, I'm real close to that wall. The mental hurdles are real. And if you're trying to start a new habit or just continue it, they say that like going to sleep in your gym shorts makes you more likely to wake up and go to the gym in the morning. So it's just about removing all those little obstacles that are preventing you from achieving your goals. And one of my goals is having podcasts to go back and listen to and see what I think when I ramble to myself while I drive. And I don't particularly think anyone could, uh, anyone would want to listen to this, and I guess they could sit and listen to the whole thing, but I don't think it's particularly engaging, especially because in my mind, I am not a special snowflake. I mean, obviously every snowflake is special, but no one's looking at every snowflake, who cares? I don't think the way I think is entirely unique. And again, of course, by definition, it is unique. But I, I hope to believe that all these good ideas have been done before. It's not like I'm podcasting to myself and gonna say, oh, well, what if we built a chatbot with Bitcoin integration that also housed Uber and Airbnb and was the next iteration of software development? Because people who actually do that stuff know that stuff better than I do. And I, there's a lot of self-righteousness in podcasting and in writing of just thinking, well, here's how things should be. I think every... I hate how much I say I think. Every writer should at some point try to build a utopia because it's so easy to make a dystopia and say here's what I hate about the world and this is why no one else sees it and this is why it's so bad that's fine but what is better I often say capitalism's the worst system and the best system we've got like yes it clearly has downsides oh man watch the big short this weekend it's Monday April something something I don't know 27th I did, see, this is why no one should listen to this podcast. I can't even be bothered to check the date of it. Uh, but there's... But I'm not entirely sure why the date matters, except for, like, making sure your rent is paid on time. Life goes on. And there's always more news to report on. Right, this is this? Okay. Um... It's removing those mental barriers and freeing yourself to do improv and then find what you discover there. I'm not interested in dreams, but I'm interested in dream analysis because what someone thinks that the snake that was driving a car means is far more interesting than the fact that they had a dream about a snake driving a car. It's like reading tea leaves. At the end of the day, they're just tea leaves, but... What you see there is a Rorschach test, is a better example. Um, 
and I've heard there's a lot of good podcasts I should listen to, but one of my long gestating ideas was essentially coming from the standpoint, you only have so much time on this earth, here's the content you should be enjoying. But my problem there is, and my brother suffers a lot from this too, is trying to prescribe to other people what should make them feel or how they should feel about certain art and culture and what the correct way to interpret it is. And that's, that's not how any sort of entertainment works. If people enjoy it, they enjoy it. If someone wants to go to a minor league Whitecaps game uh, because they went to high school with the players, that's going to be way more enjoyable and personal and cheaper and probably more fun than a Dodgers game where you sit in the upper deck. Different strokes for different folks. Seven billion different people on the planet. And yet somehow most of us like pizza. There's stuff innate to our biology. But, uh, I don't think it's... Oh, okay. Oh, I guess this is two lanes. Keep going, I guess. Um, ooh, $6 PBR pictures. That little bar. That's nice. Glad they got some signage out for that. Dun 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 And there was something really nice about when it was easier to be prescriptive of culture and you know, there's three channels. So if you had a show on one of those three channels, that's what about a third of the world would be watching, and if it wasn't good, they would flip between the other two. So there's a lost cultural moment of when water usage went up during Super Bowl commercials, you know? There's something really nice about that water cooler conversation that everyone can share, and I wonder how many people search for that because of the Bowling for Columbine type loss of community in the modern era. Watch the people as they pass enclosed inside their cars. On their faces, just anger or disappointment. I start wishing there was something I could offer them. A consolation. Could I offer? Someone's gonna run over this metal, dude. You're an idiot. Um, they are lost in their houses. I've heard them sing in the shower. Making speeches to their sister on the telephone. Saying, you come home, woman, you come here. Don't stay so far away from me. Well, this weather has me wanting love more tangible. There's something I can hold. It's getting cold. Actually, it was a little chilly here this morning, but it's warmer than it has been. What if uh, more of the commute just broke out into singing? I liked when you referenced Dashboard Confessional, but maybe we should uh, have a little bit of it. Because it's all the things you do in your car. You sing to yourself, you pick your nose, you try not to cause an accident. Um, it's about removing barriers. It's about being your truest self and letting yourself express your crazy ideas because no one's going to listen to them anyways and if someone does and latches onto it and thinks hey we should really develop that chat bot that uses a woofy system in bitcoin for token identity verification and uh 
personality tweaks. And for removing that, oh no, after you. No, it's not like this lane is merging, you dumbass. Yeah, cool work, way to go. Um, a lot of people driving fast, right up to traffic. And it's like, you knew the traffic was here. Why were you in such a hurry to get to the traffic? What, are you gonna pass me? Uh, it's about removing those hurdles and letting yourself improvise with yourself. And as a society, too, uh, one of my favorite self-help improvement, no, like societal change things doesn't be the change you wish to see in the world, but walled gardens, you are improving your little area and also, it's walled in. Don't let other people trash your garden, but once you have a nice garden, then it's worth sharing with people and opening it up and teaching other people how to build a garden and how to build walls. And It's about self-preservation and self-happiness as much as it's about teaching others to be happy. And there's a libertarian slant there that I don't love, but it also comes from the annoyance school of improv where if I take care of myself and I can trust that my partner, my scene partner is taking care of him or herself, then we'll all take care of ourselves. Now annoyance I don't think makes the best comedy shows. So again, when you're measuring for G, when what you're trying to really replicate is R, I don't think that improvisational style of comedy is the best style of comedy, but I think is a life philosophy, which is half of what improv is. It's so cultish. And I loved what Bojack Horseman did with that whole Scientology cult of improv. It wasn't Scientology, it was, please don't, please don't attack me Scientologists. It's about opening up the discourse, respectful discourse, even with yourself, feeling like it's okay to think things and say things and bring those things up with your boss. Because life's too short for any of this crap, man. I talk like I'm a 80-year-old with cancer, but I don't know. There's a relatively long stage in my life where I was convinced we were all going to live forever. And uh, I'm not so sure that if anyone lives forever, it will be able to be called a person. Almost tautologically, because it so changes the human experience that you are not a person. And the thought of having a an end, almost, a long-lived creature just lives as part of nature and inside of it and along with it is a very different thought than, oh, well, Steve just lived forever. Letting the average person do that. While I still think it's a noble goal, I think it would intrinsically change them so much. It wouldn't be like... It's everyone's fears about a universal basic income. If you just give people money, they'll be lazy. Well, no, people are lazy because they're so tired from working or looking for work all the time and struggling to survive. If they had that social safety net, they could actually study for, you know, the 
becoming a biomechanical engineer or whatever actually moves them. Yeah, I know, buddy, but shit happens. I'm not a good driver, and I totally just cut that guy off, but I got out of his lane quickly, so whatever. Um, yeah. And then the question becomes, are the walls around your garden preventing society from getting into your garden more than it is helping you protect your garden? And you're always going to have bugs in your garden. I loved this metaphor and then I recently started a garden and I love it even more because my garden's really shitty. In, uh, not metaphorically, my metaphorical garden's pretty good. It got, got some of my life figured out like a real grown-up. My checks to the government might bounce, but that's okay because, uh, you know, you just write them a new one with a late fee or something. I don't know. Awesome. Anyways. But the reality of it is you need, like, good soil and sunlight and water. And it is simple. And it literally grows on trees or out of the dirt. But you gotta do it right. Now you're pulling out in front of me? Okay. Good work. So what... And I like the idea of trying to have a thematic through line, even if you determine it early on. I mean, that's classic improv 101. It's not the first move that matters, it's the second move and how you use that to come back and tie it in and make sense of it all. And yeah, improv was a very fun thing to do. Oh, I think that's Nicole. Uh, I'm cruising in late and she is literally pulling up the same time as me. Um, okay, well. That has been today's commute. I hope you have a good one, and we'll see you next time. Peace.